Let's pray. We're going to jump into the Word. Father, we thank You for Your Holy Spirit here and all that You're doing. We ask that You would just move now. Lord, send Your Word. Transform us from the inside out. Lord, we love You. Have Your way now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, You know, I got probably some of the most text Facebook messaging that I've ever gotten from my son's message last weekend. And one of the texts said, I would hate to be the one that has to follow Seth. So I'm going to try to do that tonight. I'm going to try to follow Seth. Amen? I want to talk to you tonight about something near on my heart. And it begins, this is the title of it, it begins with a dream. It begins with a dream. So many things begins with a dream. It all began with a dream for this young man named Joseph. I'm not sure that Joseph handled his dream correctly, but nevertheless, it began with a dream. And I, I have a very important question for you tonight. I don't care if you're 12 or if you're 50 or even if you look like you have a dream. I want to ask you this. What is your dream? Selah. What is your dream? If you can't answer that, or if you have not already answered that in your heart, we have a problem, Houston. And tonight, I hope by the Holy Spirit that God does something beautiful in this place when it comes to this thing called a dream. I believe that God puts a God dream on the inside of every one of us. Think about these different ones that I'm about to mention right now. Anybody ever heard of Thomas Edison? Thomas Edison, he dealt with motion picture cameras and and the practical light bulb. And (coughs) how about Alexander Graham Bell? You know, the the first phone and and Ben Franklin, electricity. Where do you think this stuff stemmed from? They, 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 they were inventors, yes, amen. But I want to let you know it came from a dream. How about Christopher Columbus? <clears throat> How many of you glad you live in America, the USA? Yeah. Come on, Christopher. How about Martin Luther King? We just celebrated him not too long ago. He's the man that says, I have a dream. And I, even in my own time, my, the years that I've been born, it's just amazing. <clears throat> how that's, that dream has played out and how it's impacted our society. I'm from South Carolina to see how that dream has come to fruition. And, and Henry Ford, and, and I, I like electric guitars and like to, to, to listen to electric guitars, and I decided to, to look up who uh, invented electric guitar, and the guy's name's like George. I'd never heard of him before. Bach Chimp or something like that, 1936, electric guitar. All this began with a dream. What is your dream what is your dream you can come to church and may have been in church since you were eight years old but that doesn't mean that you have a dream and it's important that a person has a dream look at uh, proverbs 13 12 tonight it's going to be behind me listen to this real good the bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick but listen but a dream fulfilled It's a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Are you sick tonight? Seriously, 
Are you sick or are you a tree of life? Is your life, is your heart full or do you have a sick heart? Do you have a dream? Dreams is what gets me up every morning. Dreams is what keeps me going. Dreams is what boils the passion inside of me. Dreams is what keeps me loving and and hoping and preaching and, and caring and living. Dreams is what keeps me on the narrow path that I don't choose to go and live like hell or the world. Because my dream doesn't allow me to live like I used to live. Because that dream's never going to come to fruition if I live like I used to live. Uh, Maybe you have not discovered your dream. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, J.O., I don't have a clue. I remember when I was like that. I want to let you know I believe if you have ears to hear and you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your heart, come on, I believe this will be the year that you can discover a dream for your life. I don't care how old you are. You can discover a dream for your life. Some of you, you've lost your dream like Peter Pan. You need to reclaim it. You need to redream it. Some, some of you you, you, you may need to redream like I did. I, I mean, I had a dream that I was going to be, uh, I, seriously, about five foot seven, 275 pound bodybuilder, and I was doing everything I could to fulfill that even illegally. But then I got born again, and my dream changed. And guess what? I'm still a bodybuilder. I just don't focus on this body, but this body. Are you feeling me? So sometimes you have to redream. Oh, I still go to the gym. I was in the gym today, but I want to let you know, that's not my dream anymore. My dream, Radine's dream, our dream. We moved here uh, with a dream to plant a church. And, and look, you, you, you're part of that dream. Maybe your dream tonight is all about timing. Maybe your t- dream hasn't come to fruition yet. And let me, let, me, let me speak to that for a moment. We didn't plant this church until af- I was a- after 40 years old. 40 years old. There was a a chapter that we planted this church on, Deuteronomy chapter 8. A portion of that scripture is in my office in there. But I want to read a portion out of that tonight about 40 years and how God spoke to me through Deuteronomy 8 and and how it may be a, a timing situation for you. It was a timing situation for many men, many women in the Bible. Listen to Deuteronomy 8 too. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 oh come on go with me church go with me go everybody 100 here go go 40 thank you thank you in the wilderness to humble you and to test you believe me i went through some of that radine and i both and to know what is in your heart how many of you know that god wants to know if he can trust you whether you will keep his commandment or not. Maybe some of you, you've had dreams and they've been misplaced and mishandled and it's impacted them. And they're wounded dreams and they're delayed dreams. Maybe some of you, right now your dreams are in what I call the time of qualification. Say that with me, qualification. I want you to stand to your feet and read this scripture with me with a good, strong, loud, full voice tonight. Will you do that? It's right up here. On three, here we go, you ready? You got it? Here we go, one, two, three. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us 
to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. Look at two words. He qualifies you out of what? Darkness. You can be seated. Maybe your dream right now, you're being qualified and you're in a dark season of your life. That darkness, it means shadiness or obscurity. Really, qualification, really, you want to know what it means? It means this, get you ready. God wants to get you ready for the dream that he's put in your heart. If you have a dream, I know it's there, it might be layered, but you have a dream, but, but sometimes we're qualified for that dream. Uh, about a year and a half ago, some of you will remember this, I was in a race called Faster Pastor. How many of you remember that? And so all the pastors in town that wanted to drive uh, fast cars down at the, the, the fast track, speed track, you know what I'm saying? We went down there, we qualified for a day and practice and qualified and I qualified and, and uh, how many know you might qualify but uh, you, you ain't really qualified? <laughs> Me, an intense individual that is in it to win it no matter what, just the way it is, I can't change who I am, you kind of built me that way. Put me in a, a race car, they wouldn't even give me a heads up which one was the fastest, and then dump a gallon of adrenaline through my body. Do you know what that equals? It, it equals a crash. Me and this other guy wrecked really, really, really bad and pretty much stopped the whole race. I mean, they tried to race afterwards, but I tell you what, it wasn't fun any longer. Sometimes we go through qualification. How many of you know that God has a, a way of using what the devil meant to absolutely destroy you and can turn it around, actually turn it around and transform you and qualify you out of the darkest times of your life. Some of you right now, you're in a dark season. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's financially, maybe it's in your relationship, maybe it's your job. I don't know what it is. In a, in a setting like this, I guarantee you, somebody is in a dark season. But I want to give you perspective today that God might be qualifying you and getting you ready for the thing that he's ready to do in and through you, the dream that he's placed in your heart. Amen. And he does it through, I think, qualifications. Back to Joseph for a minute. I don't want to talk about Joseph all night, but since I'm talking about a dream, let me just break it down for a minute. Joseph, he begins with a dream. Moon and sun and stars is going to bow down to him, representing his mom and his dad and brothers. Brothers didn't think that was too cool, right? Joseph finds himself thrown into a pit by his brothers. That was a dark time. Then his brothers pull him out, sells him into slavery. We don't really know slavery. 
like years ago. That was a dark time. Then he gets sold and he's working in his boss's house and the boss's wife, Miss Cougar Lady, <laughs> has eyes, tr- for real. She's married, older, and he's a young, young guy. Has eyes for Joseph and tries to sleep with him. He's like, oh my goodness, I can't do that to my master. She sets him up with a false accusation. And guess what? Now he's in prison. Can somebody say darkness? darkness. This brother's got some dark days. He's in prison. He talks to these two guys about a dream. He interprets them. We won't forget you. They forgot him. Everyone say darkness. Finally, they remembered him, and there was a glimpse of light. And finally, he began to operate in his gifts. He interprets the dream of the king. The king's like, there's no one as wise as this man. And all of a sudden, Joseph, who went through 17 years, some of us, we'd be whining about 17 months or 17 minutes of a problem. 17 years of darkness. Why? Qualification. Qualification. That brother was being qualified to be the governor of Egypt. Second in command. He controlled all the food and nothing was done except by the mouth of Joseph. Qualifications out of darkness. A dream is kind of like a seed to me. A seed is nothing but a seed unless you plant that seed into darkness. Are you with me tonight? A seed ain't nothing but a seed unless you plant the seed into darkness. Uh, The seed is not to stay a seed, but it will remain a seed unless that seed is planted in darkness. Dream is the same way. A dream is not to stay a dream. A dream's not, if a dream's always stays a dream, it just is kind of like a fantasy. God puts a dream in your heart, listen, so that it can come to fruition and you can fulfill the very destiny upon your life. But I want to let you know, like, as a seed, sometimes your dream has to go through dark times. It has to go into the ground. But let me tell you what happens when your dream really dies. It goes into the ground. Listen to this scripture. John 12 24 listen to this most assuredly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain see God's intention for the seed is not to remain a seed but a plant a tree a living organism a a, a growing multiplying life-giving organism amen Amen. just like you god doesn't want you to stay a seed he doesn't want your dream to stay a seed but he wants it to be a living life giving uh, multiplying organism are you feeling me tonight remember what i said proverbs 13 12 hope deferred makes the heart sick but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Listen to that. Tree of life. Give me a man who has a dream and I'll show you a man that can change his world. His world. 
if you change your world, and I change my world, and Raiding changes her world, and Don changes his world, and Joe and Kirsten in Avondale, yes, sir. Blessed is the man who's not walking the counsel of the ungodly or standing away of sinners or seated in the seated scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. Come on. That's a great psalm. You, you just happened to ask me to read my favorite psalms in the whole Bible. It goes on to say the ungodly are not so, but like the wind, which is the, the, the chaff which wind drives away. And so it talks about the ungodly will not stand in the congregation of the righteous, but the righteous will. It's a beautiful psalm. What's your name? John. Hi, John. If you change your world, and Debbie changes her world, and Steve changes his world, and Ron changes his world, and Raydeen changes his world, and John changes his world, guess what we're going to do? We're going to change the world. Don't let a world-changing mindset confuse you. Because God wants you to change your world. But He does want you to change your world. And the way that you're going to change your world is to have a dream. Listen to this guy. I want to give you a list of qualifications. Say that with me, qualifications. I'm going to give you a list of a guy that you're going to recognize in a minute. Of qualifications that knew how to change his world. 1831, lost his job. 1832, defeated in the run for Illinois State Legislature. 1833, failed in business. 1835, sweetheart died. 1836, had a nervous breakdown. 1838, defeated in a run of Illinois House Speaker. 1843, defeated in a run for nomination of U.S. 1848, lost renomination. 1849, rejected for land officer position. 1854, defeated in run for U.S. Senate. 1856, defeated in a run of nomination for vice president. 1858, again defeated in a run for U.S. Senate. Wow, J.O., that doesn't sound like a list of qualifications, but a list of failures. Your faith be it unto you. Because to me, it's only failure if you quit. It's only failure if you throw in the towel and you say, I'm done and my dream is over. You will never be a failure if you have a dream and you don't quit. There's something beautiful about success just staying in the game. Just stand in the game. Can I tell you the bottom line of what took place uh, uh, in 1860? Elected President of the United States. President Abraham Lincoln. The 16th President. Come on. You got to have a dream. He changed his world. And I can tell you right now, there was a, a few uh, 
positive things that happened in his life. I, I left him out a couple successes because I wasn't interested in what he succeeded. I want you to see the, the, 13, the 12 or 13 things that qualified him. And at the end of the day, because he didn't quit, because he had a dream, he became the 16th president. Amen? Amen. How about, l- listen, post-Moses. Listen, listen to post-Moses. Post-Moses, he was the great deliverer. Before he was the great deliverer, he was on the backside of a desert for 40 years. What was he doing? Taking care of sheep. Don't you know that God was qualifying him? How about, how about, how about post-Abraham? Post-Abraham, the father of faith. But pre-Abraham, what was he doing? He was being tested beyond anyone that I'd ever seen. Hey, hey, son, come on up. We're going to go to the mountain. We got a sacrifice. I'm not going to tell you that it's you, but just come on, go with me. Dad, where's the sacrifice? Oh, God will provide. He's about to do it. And the angel of the Lord stops him. Post pre. How about, listen to this scripture. This is post. Listen to the post You'll know who this is. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Promoted them. That's the last verse in chapter 3 of Daniel. But do you know what else was in chapter 3 of Daniel? They were in a fire. They were in a fire. Listen to, listen to post-David. David was, listen, the greatest king to ever live. He was a man after God's own heart. He wrote most of the psalm that we read. I mean, he was the man. But listen to pre. Listen to the scripture. So David saw that that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a forest. What was he doing in the wilderness? Because Saul, the king at that time, was trying to kill him, take him out, destroy him. Why do I say that? All these men who their dream was being qualified in the darkest time of their life. You may have a job right now. You're saying, Jay, I can't stand my job, man. What if God's qualifying you and getting ready for the greatest thing he's ever going to do? Don't say, well, I'm, I'm 65 and I'm too old. And, man, Moses, 80 years old. What, how old was Abraham when he had his first baby? Three digits? Listen to this guy, one of, the, one of the most brilliant men to ever walk on the earth other than Jesus. His name was Paul. And I just want you to, to listen to this scripture tonight, seeing what he went through in order to fulfill the dream God put in his life. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. He knew it was God and not him. Because he knew it was God and not him. Look what he was able to go through. He understood. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying around 
carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death, look at this, let's listen to this last section. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Paul's dream, but life in you. You know what Paul's dream was? Paul's dream was people, but life in you. Everyone say people. people. He, that, that's his dream, people. The gospel, the globe, globally, seeing lives transformed by the gospel. That's, that's his dream. You know, what the, you know what heart of the city church dream is? People. Just like Peter, just like Paul, just like James, just like Jesus, people is our dream. Loving people, sharing the, the eternal gospel that's able to change a life forever, helping people, equipping people, discipling people, empower people, loving people. I went to our uh, father's market on Thursday. I mean, it was outrageous downstairs. The place was packed and food cooking and the, uh, the, the, the clothing closet. I mean, that's just one aspect, but we're about people. Will you smile at me and say people? People. people. Listen to this. Listen to this promise. Psalms 2.8 says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possessions. When it comes to people, when it comes to people, can I tell you what our anthem should be? Are you with me tonight? Yeah. Okay, when I ask a question, you should respond, amen? <laughs> so can I try that again? Can I, can I tell you what our anthem should be? Yeah. Listen to this. Maybe I didn't love you quite as good as I should have. Maybe I didn't treat you quite as good as I should have. If I made you feel oh second best, my friends, I'm sorry I was blind. Listen to this. You are always on my mind. You are always on my mind. You are always on my mind. You're always on my mind. Now I know dope smoking Willie Nelson was singing that about a girl. <laughs> but I'm singing it about people. Why would you sing always on my mind? Because people is always on God's mind. That's heart of the city church. They're always on our mind. I don't mean to slam on Willie. I like some of his music, but that's a true fact. <laughs> Let that be about the people that we know, the lost and, and the hurting and the, the scared and the fearful and, and, and the, the less fortunate and the abused and the addicted. Man, I, we, we were ministering last weekend at River City Church and and uh, felt like I had a word for a guy sitting kind of over there. And I went over there to him and felt like I should pray for the guy. And we ministered prophetically for about an hour and a half after the service. And, and the guy, I mean, he was just kind of passing in and out, just in and out, passing out and coming to and just his eyes rolling back. I'm saying, man, what's, what's your thing, bro? He's the heroin. He's just totally, totally, just absolutely tweaked. And, and we gave him our best prayer. But you know what's very beautiful is that Joe 
called me yesterday and left me a message and said they got that guy. They're pretty sure they got him into the Dream Center. Come on. It's about people. It's about people. Because people are always on God's mind. When Jesus was being lashed on his back, when a crown of thorns was being sliced in his head and his hands being split open, come on, by nails, and he was being spit on and slapped and stabbed and beating and bleeding from every area of his life. Can I tell you what he was thinking about? You are always on my mind. You are always on my mind. You see, I was one of those peoples, and you are one of those peoples. And those peoples out there that don't know Jesus Christ, come on, how will they know if we don't go? Come on, you guys. Come on. We're the church. We're the hope for our city. We're the hope for our nation. Our primary purpose at Heart of the City Church is people. I was so excited. I had uh, Susan, Clifford's wife, called me this week and said, Pastor Jay, would you just shout out to Mike and Tina Green this weekend because they helped us move. And I was like, how beautiful is that? People. There's a reason. Listen, if there's one person or two people or 10,000 people in our city that don't know Jesus Christ and still on the highway to hell, I want to let you know that our dream is still alive. We have job security. No, no, you got job security. Because we're to reach those people. We're, that's, that's the mission. That, that's, you know that God has a dream. And we're the dream team. The church is the dream team of God. And he wants to use me and you in order to, to reach it. Let me, let me just read God's dream for a minute out of 2 Peter 3.9. It says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's God's dream. Jesus died for the entire world. Guess what he's doing? He's waiting for us to let him know. Ooh, how many of you know that? Hey, you're to change your world. If we all look at all the people in this room right now and think about this over four services, and if we're all changing our world, the world that we're going to change. We're going to change the world. Huh? Why are we, J.O., why are we pursuing a different building, land? In the building? It's, it's easy. Six letters. P-E-O-P-L-E. People. You know, that's what we always have done. By the way, can I just say this? Man, we got a great team back. Clayton and Ben and Matt and Don and one Roger. Just but I want to let you know, right? you need to feel me on this. We don't have all this figured out. We've sold this. Can I just talk to you? We've sold this. We got an offer in. Come on. I don't walk just by faith personally. My wife just don't walk by faith personally. We walk by faith as a church. Now, we're, we're doing everything that we can do, never to do anything stupid and never to get anything in trouble. We're doing the best that we can do. But I want to let you know our best and our best of the bestest, we still need God. 
See, we try to figure every little number out and every little contract and every, come on, and that's a good thing, but when it comes down to it, God may do something totally different. Are you, are you with me? Yeah. So, so don't think it's all figured out. We're walking by faith and we're doing our best. And we got, yeah, I had someone tell me this week, you know, from Arizona that knows our team, that was on our team. It's still on our team long distance, but he's like, J.O., I've never met leaders like you have there at the heart of the city church. He was going off on some of the, the back team. Wow, what a beautiful thing. And nevertheless, we need God to move on our behalf because our church has a dream. And it's to reach a tithe of our city. And then what are you going to do, J.O., when you reach a tithe of the city? Well, we'll get another dream. Get another dream. Come on, get another dream. Larry right there, Larry, stand up for a minute, Larry, right there. That man right there, you ought to see this guy wrestle right here. He's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. This guy, he's written out, I've seen his dream before. I'm, I want to do this, Jail. I want to do, I'm going to be an Olympic wrestler. I'm going to do this. That brother has a dream. He lives it, he eats it, he drinks it, he wrestles it all the time. He's got a dream. How depressed are you, Larry? You ain't depressed, what? You know why you ain't depressed? Let me give you, you can sit down now. You, you don't want to let me know my opinion why so many people in this day are depressed? Can, can I just tell you? Either you don't have a dream or you lost your dream or your dream got so jacked up and wounded. But I want to let you know that God restores dreams. I want to let you know that that can be changed. You're looking at a guy that was so jacked up in depression. So don't tell me. Don't tell me, because God can give you a dream that make you want to get up every morning and come on, put a new skip in your hop and a new lip and a new dance and whatever you want to do, because it comes from a dream. Jesus died for me and you. I'm about done. So don't tell me that God's number one value is not people. You're always on my mind. You're always on my mind. I think Willie would be kind of proud tonight. <laughs> you see, because, listen, like I told the banker, I told him, talking to one bank. We, by the way, we got two banks that is totally, totally in to support and to back us, and it's just a beautiful thing we're going through, working really close with one right now, but two that Don's been working with that is really excited about. It seems to be that. But I want to let you know that I, I told the banker one day that we were talking to, I go, you know, people can throw money all kinds of places and not see change. Because what changes, what brings change is when a man's heart is changed. And that's where you want to put your money at is the gospel in the church where lives are changed because hearts are changed through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's still the answer. Sin, listen, sin, humanity, hurt, brokenness, addiction, divorce, all cured, listen, by the gospel of Jesus Christ. How? Because it changes the heart of man. I, was, I heard a story this week that there was a, a, a one percenter a gangster, motorcycle gangster, that would not even blink to reach across a table and cut your throat. 
But he prayed one time, God, let me feel your love. And God allowed him to feel his love. And now that guy is radically, totally changed. You know why? Because that man's heart was changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, we, we want to we reach a tithe of our city. J.O., are you uh, in, in the counting and numbers? Well, let me say what Tommy Burnett said. He says, we count people because people count. Mm, that's good. We count people because people count. 3,000 were saved when Peter preached and 120 was in the upper room and there's a book called Numbers and Come on. Come on. Amen? We've seen wonderful things at Heart of the City Church. We really have. We've seen lives changed and marriage saved. I mean, marriages, oh my goodness. Jim's been right in the middle of them. It's just a beautiful thing, huh, Jim? To see marriages change. Lives restored, the gospel preached. Saints equipped. People healed. Come on, addictions broken. But like Mark Strong saying about a year and two months ago, you ain't seen nothing yet. Church, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Because God has great plans for us. I believe in dreaming big church. Can you say that with me, big? big? I can tell you right now that most of us dream and think too small. I really believe that with all my heart. I want to just challenge you tonight. We have a big dream in order to reach our city. Did you ever read in the Bible where... Somebody goes and asks God something, and God goes, oh, that's, that's, that's just too big. <laughs> Did you ever, have you ever heard that in the Bible? You know why? Because it ain't in the Bible. God's a big God. And we can dream big. And we can think big. Let me tell you what my Bible says. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to them, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 1 Corinthians 2.9 But it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him is, who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Come on. We need, tell your neighbor right now, just look at him with conviction and say, you need to dream big. Oh, some of you didn't do it. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, tell him. Big. Think big. Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? That what kept Joseph in the pit, through slavery, through prison, through false accusation, through 17 years of darkness, through being forgotten, could it be that they didn't find him hanging in the jail 
cell. Could it be they didn't find him depressed and strung out on drugs? Could it be that he didn't die because he had a dream? I think it could be because he saw the dream come to pass. And let me tell you something tonight in closing. It doesn't even totally, completely matter if you see your dream come to pass. As important it is that you have a dream. You may die in faith, but die in faith believing instead of dying and your dream going to the grave and you never believing or stepping into it. Come on. What's vital? is that you have a dream. Some of you need to hear me tonight. I can just look at your countenance. You can dream. I close with this. We visited River City Church last week. River City Church, I got a report, is in Arizona, in Avondale, and it is on fire. They had the most that they had ever had when we were there last week. They had 131 people, and it was packed out. They've been going strong for about three or four months. Now listen to me. The average church in America is 85 to 100. That's the average church in all of America. Out of 300 and some thousand churches, about 300,000 of them are close. Those numbers are, I don't have them down to a T, is about 85 to 100. They're already at 131 people getting saved. I had to talk with Joe about what he's going to do for Easter and, and how they're going to do their facility. Come on. How's that happening? Come on. Dream. Don and Debbie. Lord willing, we're sending them out uh, in June, June or July? September. September of 19... Uh, no, no. Not, 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 not. <laughs> of 2016. Where are they going? Oh, they're going to go just lay on the beach in Tijuana. No, they're going to Honduras, one of the most dangerous places on the face of the earth. We plan to go with them in May to do a prayer time, two or three days there, to just scout out the land. What? Why would they go? Why would they do that? What? Dream. They got a dream to reach people. Don and Debbie want to change their world. Dream. You're here today, seriously, because of a dream. Radine and I came over here eight and a half, nine years ago with a small team. Joe told the story to River City. He was our youth pastor, and he had three kids in the youth church. Two of them was mine. (laughs) And the other one was their cousin. We had a dream. Dream. Come on. Come on, church. Will you dream with me? Would you dream with me? Would you allow the Holy Spirit to, to move in your heart tonight and dream with me? Come on. God wants to kick turn your dreamer on again so that we can change our world and change the world around us together. Amen. Would you stand to your feet?
I want to give you a, a few simple steps of a dream. Listen to me. Just look at me right now, if you don't mind. First of all, J.O., I don't have a dream, man. I've been strung out on meth and jacked up, and I can't even spell dream. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I'm saying? First of all, listen to me. I promise he's faithful. Right. Ask him. Ask God to give you a dream. Ask him. Number two, listen, listen to me real good. Write it down. Write it down. You wouldn't believe how many times I've written down things and in one year go back and look at it and God just answered them to a T. I'm not talking about generically. Write it down. Number three, dream big. Dream big. Listen, what Hudson Taylor said about the stages. Listen to what he says about there are three stages to God's will in your life. Number one, the impossible. Number two, the possible. And number three, the done. Three stages. You start out with a dream, the impossible. You put feet to it, and one day it'll be possible, and you'll see it done. Tommy Burnett said, there's two, 77, he used to pastor the fastest growing church in America, and he said the two things that he wished that he would have done differently was, listen, to take more risk and to dream bigger. Coming from a 77-year-old man that's been in ministry for ooh, a long time. It's a dream, not a fantasy, so you got to put feet to it. Amen? Yes. Would you bow your head tonight? If you're here tonight and you need prayer about this thing, dream. Man, you're Peter Pan, you lost it, you never had it. You need, you need a dream, man. You're, you need a dream. Somebody's ripped it off. It's been broken. I don't care what it is. If that's you tonight, and you're, you just know the Holy Spirit speaking to you in this area, would you just raise your hand right now? Say, man, that's me. Amen. We want to pray for you right now. If you raise your hand, just come on up to the altar. Come up, grab one of these. I want you to pray for them. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this real good as they're making their way up here. Can I tell you where a really good dream starts with? Is knowing Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a couple in here tonight that you don't know Christ. You've walked away, prodigal, or you've never known Him. Let me tell you right now, He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is absolutely the, the miracle maker. He's the one that puts those dreams in the hearts of man. It begins with a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, let it begin tonight so that your life can be changed. If you don't know Christ or you've walked away, step out of your, your seat right now and just walk forward. We want to pray for you. Come on, just step out. Step out. Just, man, it begins there. 